Prepared, William? Prepared. Prepared. Woo! All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the number one health and fitness podcast in the world, which I actually texted you about earlier. I found out that we're actually the 200th top nutrition podcast in the UK. Yeah, so which number I one, like you said. Yeah. What an achievement. I, I burst out <laughs> laughing. Slovenia is back in the, the team. We're, we're, we're 150th in Slovenia. Wow. <laughs> I know. It said that's the second most listened to place in the world. Wow. In the UK, it's Slovenia. Shout out to our Slovenian, Hello, Slovenian listeners, and Portugal was third. I was like, all right then. So we've gone, we've gone global and worldwide, essentially, Dave. That's what's happened. That's awesome. That's what's going Overnight on. Overnight stardom. Famous. That's what's yeah. going on. I burst out laughing at the 200th most famous nutrition podcast, half because I thought that's <laughs> shit. Uh, and the other, the other half of me thought, that's not bad. Well, what's the mm-hmm. reference point to this? I don't know. How, how, out of what, 201? Because how many people have got a podcast now? See, Everybody. Well, I, well I, us fuckers, that's for sure. I actually don't know how many nutrition podcasts. I didn't look up how many nutrition podcasts there are total. Ignorance is bliss, Connor. You don't need to know these number two hundred. So it might be that there's only two hundred. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't yeah, know. It could be. Or it might be that there's ten thousand. But you are right. You'd think there'd be more than two hundred in the world. I think so, and uh, we've only been going a couple of months. So million, probably billions of people on the internet. Would you say? Yeah, there's yeah. how many podcasts is the total now or something? More, more like more than there's millions, isn't there? Mm. Way more than one million. Yeah, it's gone into the multiple. You'd million. think there'd be more than two hundred nutrition ones mm, that people listen to in the UK. I would think so. <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. So we must be up there somewhere. Yeah. We're building. The takeover has begun. We're already glo- global. We've gone worldwide, William. We haven't done much good information yet, so that's nice. <laughs> We've got a lot in the tank. I think I've done 42 episodes. You've done decent, yeah. In, yeah. It's when we get you get me on, we just waffle. That's <laughs> why I bring you. For waffling. You're the professional Waffles waffler. Nice. We've, brought, we've brought a a, a waffle guest. <gasps> Waffling his way into stardom and some society show. It's back once again for the second time in a row to us here on the podcast. Oh for, for the first time to the listeners, because we, we recorded a News of the Week with David Pearson. Can we get a round of applause, please? The crowd goes wild. Thank you. Ladies and Thank gentlemen. You. Big crowds, big crowds. Yeah, we had a good one last week, didn't we? I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was like, um, it's like that song by Tenacious D. <laughs> this is not is the greatest this? podcast in the world. This is a tribute. This is a tribute. <laughs> this is a tribute. The greatest podcast in the world was last <laughs> was week. Was last week. And it was sick. And You'll just have to take our word for it that it was that good. I'm it just was. checking once again that the microphones are yeah. on. I'd say subscribe now because of how good last week was. Yeah, last week. You only need to know about how good it was. <laughs> So this won't be the greatest podcast in the world. This will be ah, a tribute. It's a, it's a, a tribute to last week. Tri- yeah. This is a tribute to last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Greatest podcast in the world. Mm. Absolutely, because it turned out that on the recording, for whatever reason, only Dave's microphone was turned on. So <laughs> Dave does have the speaking voice. It's true, but mm. it doesn't work for conversation. I listened to some of the parts with Dave, and I thought it was nice. Great. <laughs> I mean, but maybe you, you just kept yeah. it to fall to sleep to now. Right? No. Maybe a bit out of context when you can't hear what you guys are saying. Yeah, it's just absolutely. me having a conversation with myself. Muffled idiots in the background. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not sure what happened and it wasn't salvageable mm. on the audio. So Shame. it's been and gone. So that was a, a nice podcast for us, but nothing for the ladies and gentlemen <laughs> or listeners at home. So we're back. Mm. Aren't we? We're back. It's week two in a row with guest David Pearson. And I am joined once again and always by Will Hukin. Personal trainer extraordinaire. Let's get a round of applause, please. Let's get a round of applause. Can I just say your intro last time was amazing. The intro last time was spectacular. Yeah. Lost forever. It It was a quote from A Knight's Tale, (laughs) where Geoffrey Chaucer introduces William Thatcher. What? what I have the pride 
the privilege, nay, the pleasure. Yes, that's it. To bring to you a knight sired by knights. <laughs> and it just goes on for like 10 minutes, doesn't it? Yes. But Protector of Italian like, virginity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it went on. It went on. But it was an excellent intro. But again, it's gone. It's gone. It's forever gone. You can't re replicate these things. We were saying just before this show that we've filmed a lot of podcasts that have not worked, haven't we? Oh, we've, we've figured out everywhere to make ratio has got to be only like 25%. Or something. You just got to think of it as teething problems, though. You're, gonna, you're only going to get better and better, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. You, you, have, to, yeah. you have to make mistakes in life to get right? better. I mean, sure. True. I mean, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> it sounds good when you say it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, it's mistakes happen. And so far, we've made lots of mistakes and we will continue to, I'm sure. Looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it as well. It's, I wasn't even annoyed last time. I'm just used to it. I've just done that many podcasts that have just not worked out. We'll, we'll trip really. up. We'll pick up. We'll riff. We'll do. We'll see. Yeah. Once again, it's not worked. Things will happen. So welcome back to the show, gentlemen. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, listening as well. How's your week been, William? Quite nice, thank you. Business as usual as well. Yes, I had a fun weekend. I uh, went for a walk with Dave, Dave and I. We did, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, you mentioned this to me and you showed me the, the picture that you've, you sprained your ankle hugely. Oh, yeah. And it had good blown fun. up on yeah, both it sides. Fun. It was big. Yeah, yeah, but we've squatted since, so that cured it, I think. Yeah, you said you squatted 160 kilograms. Uh, yes, yeah. That's a lot, I think. What you like? I was actually shocked. I was yeah, like, what? Yeah. That's... Why would you do that is my first question. Good fun. That's Will's strong suit though, squad. Yeah, this is it. We, we is, know this. We don't discuss anything else, yeah. <laughs> Let's not talk about bench. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but we had a lovely time. We went, we walked from Upper Haddon to <laughs> Moneyash. Yeah, Moneyash. Moneyash, yeah. <laughs> this was an ongoing joke. Dave was getting annoyed at the grammar of Moneyash. And that was a lovely walk for those that are interesting burning. Where is this? I've never heard of this place. Upper Haddon. If you Google... It seems to go by different names, doesn't it? But if you Google Money Ash Lathkill Dale loop, you'll find it on the yeah. internet. It's a big, big loop, about 15 kilometres, would you say? Yeah. I think something like that. Some, some, uh, some steep climbing in there. Where, though? Yeah. The Peak District? Yes. We got oh, okay. real yeah, yeah. tired toward the end. Uh, not, far from, not far from Bakewell. Okay. You know, yeah, Bakewell. Bakewell yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, so how did you sprain your ankle? Because it looked bad. I've just broken it many times in the past, and it's feeble and frail and old, and it doesn't like... Not breaking. It prefers breaking. We were only given the choice, it'll break. <laughs> so that's what was going on. We were only saying recently that both of our ankles, I used to break my ankles, that both of our ankles felt stronger from training. I mean, you just obviously jinxed it. This one was bad, yeah. And um, You went over on it or you slipped a lot? It was because a week, two weeks before or something, I think I said on the podcast as well, I really sprained it. And that one, I mean, it was strong before that. And then I really did it. And so this was just like a... I was just getting it better from that last time. A little respray on there for you. A little, just a, little, a little tickle on it. It wasn't super bad though. I mean, clearly fine to squat. Mm. It was super bad. It looked absolutely ah. huge. It had gone to twice its normal size. That's what he was most concerned about though. It wasn't that he sprained his ankle. It was like, I'm not going to be able to squat tomorrow. <laughs> I didn't give it a day. I rested a day. I hit chest and arms like a real fucking superhero. <laughs> trying to fill out these suits. <laughs> How was your knees after that though, Dave? Mr. Cartwright. Fine. Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no um, complaints. So far, so good. Yeah. Mm. Is there any of that therapy that you're doing helping, either in the cream, in the tape, in the sauna? Uh, potentially all of the above. Mm. It's hard to sort of pinpoint one thing, but um, something's working. No, yeah. Since since we've started going to the sauna, it's it really does seem to have helped for whatever. Would you attribute that more to the hot than the cold? Probably. Mm. Yeah. 
Do you have too many variables going on? Too? There's too many variables. To I think the biggest variable like, you're using most nine tools. Yeah, exactly. Something's working, but we're not quite yeah, sure. Yeah, I think the thing all placebo it wouldn't get better on its own. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the thing that's working is that you've shaved it. I think that's what it is. That's that's how it looks sexy and smooth. <laughs> well, that's an important point, I believe. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> We've got Greg Roberts coming on in a couple of weeks. Oh, we? oh, we do. Yes. Yeah. We'll ask him. I mean, I know that it's in my diary too. <laughs> We'll ask him if you're hairless like but a... I don't know if you find this with your ankle. This is turned into the old man podcast, by the way. Just nice. talking about our injuries. Yes. Our, like, chronic... Ailments. Chronic ailments, yeah. Medications. But, like, <laughs> is... With your ankle, is, like, a little bit of stress good for it in terms of maybe, like, squatting? You know, it's like a tiny bit of challenge. Yes. And then the next day, you kind of feel like that bit stronger, that bit stronger. But then if you go too far with it, uh-huh. you've messed it up again. Yeah, especially in a mobility sense for me. Like, as it was... As it's still swollen now, if... If I work it through little ranges of motions and make sure I sit in a squat for some time in the day and maintain it, then it doesn't. Yeah, really that's how I feel about. with my knee. It's like the right amount of stress actually makes it feel stronger, yeah, uh, yeah. less sore, less painful. Um, if I do the right amount that's of like a light, training yeah, stimulus, then but exactly, safely. yeah, 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 within safe like limits. Yeah, plus your your leg training couldn't really be safer. I don't think it couldn't be safer and it couldn't yeah. be with better technique. So. Yeah, like I was doing box. Doing the best you can. Yeah, did box squats today and they felt very nice. They looked nice, actually. Yeah. I saw them from across the yonder. Look at you two flirting. I know. <laughs> I was looking at this little tush wiggling its way down. We were, we were complimenting each other last week as well, weren't we? Yes, 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 sir. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, your legs are nice too, Connor. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Thank you, sir. Thank you. We've, um, I've been getting my legs out because we've had a little bit of nicer weather. Yeah. Nice evening. Yes, yes. How's your last week been business-wise and everything? Um... Business-wise, excellent. Personal life, I'm having trouble. I as know. I spoke to you about, I'm having issues I in know, my bro. personal life. But, we'll not but business is now. good. Business is going really well. I've got a, a nice speaking opportunity for a business. Um, and I don't speak at businesses all the time, but I've done it many times throughout time. What and when is this? Um, I'm not entirely sure when it is. It's like nutrition lectures, Ooh. essentially. Um, and usually I do these things for free, but this time I got offered the opportunity and they said they're going to pay, and I was like, all right then. That's Usually nice. I do it for free because I don't mind. I'll I love like to talk to people. People ask me questions. You're a pro bono kind of guy. Well, usually, usually at least a few people join my program. You know, when I go talk somewhere, it's unusual if if no one does. So I get to talk to different people, and it gets my face out there anyway. This time they said they're going to pay me, and it was a handsome sum. All right then. All right then. Did it like Ventura check? So that's positive. I've got a few more one-to-one clients. Um, Taking on three more. You said you had someone Zoom today, yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes video call clients, sometimes phone call clients, sometimes like Zoom clients, uh, personal training style, but online. Yeah, so I've, I've taken on three more one-to-one clients. We've got loads of inquiries for the for the online group program. So I think, yeah, things are going well. Sounds like things it. are going steady and well. What about you, David? How was your last week been? Um, this What, this week so far or last week? Both, go for it. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) last week was good very busy um one of my clients this week's not very well who i train uh sort of been training like five days six days so it's made me five or six days yeah yeah so it's made me a bit quieter this week uh one while yeah well you know i'll give a full name but (laughs) yeah where do they live That's crazy, bro. Yeah, they're the mm. nicest clients there when you just have full reign. Yeah, that's uh, it's great that when you get that sort of all-in commitment of a, mm-hmm. from a new client at the start because you can just you can do anything then, can't you? Like <laughs> the world's your oyster. With in terms of programming, if you have somebody five six days a week, it just opens up, you know, 
you can you just control all of their yeah, exercise. Yeah, yeah. You just make yeah. them do the right things every day. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you can just check it, but it is nice when you get that. I've got they do it three times a week and that's all I've she comes been, into the gym. It's just nice. I've actually got a an ex client living with me, staying with me at the moment, um, who I trained for four years. Yes. Uh, from Mexico. He's managed to sneak his way into the country. <laughs> I don't know whether I should be saying this on camera. <laughs> I feel but to be fair to him, he's been legit like quarantine, like he hasn't left he hasn't left the flat other It's than okay. This this podcast's labelled not only as health and fitness but also as comedy. So if anything comes back to you, just say we're joking. I was joking, yeah. But now it's just a bit that we're doing. a joke, guys. Yeah, he's been staying with me, so that's been good. Um I've been getting uh, meals cooked for me. Me- Mexican food, yeah. Mexican. Yeah, and all sorts. So, it's a good little deal we've got going. Oh, it sounds free. Amazing. Free accommodation for free food. I've 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 just realised I've not read out the news topics of the day, but I'm still not going to. I'm going to say oh something else. I've just invented a new what's better. Oh, which which we'll we'll do get that, to now. We'll do that segment soon. But I've just come up with another one because I think this is a legit. Write it down. Oh, oh, a new segment. You mean? I'm just going to ask you guys what you think's better because okay. Dave said he's he's been getting cooked authentic Mexican food and I thought Mexican my first thought was Mexican food might be the best food in the world if you don't know if you have to pick one cuisine to stick to forever uh, you can get a lot out of Mexican and I thought the only other one that might compare is Italian food I could get that so what's better is it Mexican food oh. or is it Italian food I would say Italian but I feel biased or or that I haven't experienced Mexican food enough to say. Really? Yeah. Mm. I've had far more Italian than I have Mexican. That makes sense. So I uh, I hope Eduardo's not listening because <laughs> <laughs> I lean towards Italian. Do you as well? Yeah, yeah. Do yeah, you as well, yeah. I would probably lean towards Mexican because I like I like the I like to eat a lot of meat and I also like vegetables and rice and food. We and were having this rat. conversation yeah. yesterday though. Standard things. Because he was asking me actually what's my favourite food, like favourite cuisine. And I just think anything that's the best, you know, that anything that's done to the, mm. the top Yeah, like level, no matter what it is, if it's the best of it's it. It's like, it's always going to be good. Nice. You know, the yeah. best of the best Italian, if you go to, you know, somewhere in Italy and you get, you know, the, the, the highest quality ingredients or equivalent in Mexico, Japan, wherever. If it's the best of the best, you're always going to enjoy it, aren't mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. And that's then I think it's, then it's going to be hard to compare. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good point. That is true. I would say as well, though, that maybe the reason that like you angle towards what you do, like why I might have had more Italian, is because I know in my head to some extent that, that I do just prefer that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So maybe that's There's something why. about the simplicity of Italian food. Yeah. Like it's, it is qu- most of the meals don't have many ingredients. Mm. I'm not a big spice guy. But it's all guy, about like just doing it well. Yeah, I'm yeah. not big on spice. Like, no, you're not. No. See I'm, that? I think, yeah, the, you've got to say Italian then, surely. Yeah, that's a lot like, of mm. a softer palate. Well... Italians have only got one flavour and it's tomato. It's brilliant. I, I love they just They just go mad for a tomato, don't they? See, so, so I sometimes make my own like tomato and basil like sauce to dip chips in Of course shit. you do. They're the, they're the king of the tomato, aren't they? There's nothing they can't do. They'll tomato do anything, today. an Italian person. Yeah. It's crazy. One thing that I found out about this, which is completely random and off topic, but you know until Columbus like went to the Americas, Italians had never even knew what a tomato was at that point. And okay. what were they doing? Nothing. Exactly, exactly. Apparently, having no cuisine. I thought these they, they were just they recent, semi-recent. Didn't they, didn't they steal pasta from like Asia? From, oh, I have like, no idea. I, don't I think they stole pasta. pasta. They, they were like noodle, but <laughs> <laughs> mm. yeah, pasta. 
Pasta and noodles are the same thing, but noodles have got egg added, or is that wrong? Uh, there are egg noodles. I don't know that all noodles. Yeah, not all noodles. Well, you can get rice noodles and stuff, but that's a different mm. thing. You can get many types of noodles. So, what's the difference between a noodle and a pa- and a pasta singular? Um, this someone's doing this when if the whole thing that's saying mamma mia yeah. that makes it pasta that makes it pasta yeah, if you put tomato with it it's pasta, pasta. If, you put, like, if you put fish with it then it's noodle it's definitely noodles definitely noodles because then we're going oriental then we're going oriental mm. going across mm. east more yeah that sounds about right shall I read out the news topics of the day yes please, which sir. probably will get to none slash one or two of these as we often do but there's loads of, the, of news for the week of course there is because it's health and fitness in the entire world um, article from the Guardian this this one was submitted actually by Dave thank you oh, the Dave. first you guest ever on news of the week and brought his own article he brought as many articles as you the co-host yeah that sounds about right I'm a exactly. shit co-host <laughs> exactly you're not a shit co-host I'm a really bad I think what I found interesting you're not very good at doing your homework that's the but one you, ne- you never have been in life so it's okay that's also I don't true. expect you to do it. Yeah, we didn't do school the reason I sent you that one what I found interesting is it's the Guardian yeah. it's not like some weird blog you know it's not some blog that says like do this one tip to you know it's like the Guardian newspaper they felt important that it was important to report on this this <laughs> is well this has been reported everywhere if you google it it's in all big sort of news articles and right. I think more more crazy than the Guardian talked about it is that it says scientists invented it yeah. <laughs> and I'm like what are we talking about sorry and what we are talking about is new weight loss tool prevents mouth from opening more than two millimeters <laughs> Fucking like, like you need to be a, a scientist to, to come up with that. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's, oh, just that's bolt them out. Just bolt your mouth shut. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. Me that's so funny. I'll I'll read it out now and um, I'll show you the picture in a second. Well, um, if ladies and gentlemen at home listening want to see any of the articles that we're talking about, I always put the links if possible in the description. So go click it. Um, I think it's called Dental Slim as one word. Diet control. That's what it's called. Which uses magnets has been linked to medieval, oh, likened, not linked, that's my terrible reading comprehension skills, has been likened to medieval torture device. A weight loss tool invented by scientists to tackle obesity uses magnets to stop people opening their mouths wide enough to eat solid food. <laughs> what are we talking about, sorry? That's fucking What stupid. is this? This is one of the most How much did you say as well? Two, two millimeters. Two millimeters. So you can basically get a straw in your mouth, right? Not even. But this is going to hamper other things in your life because if I try and talk, I don't know. Yeah. It sounds like this. So people have been saying, what's wrong with you? And you're like, oh, I'm dieting. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah. There's so many impracticalities there. It's endless. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's um, harsher than when I've seen people, I've got a few friends using that, that is it called Invisalign? I had Invisalign. Is it the thick, well, tell me if I'm getting the right thing, but something that you put behind your teeth and it slowly straightens your teeth. Yeah, it goes, well, it goes over your whole, it's kind of like, um, you know, retainers that you'd wear at night? Sure. Like clip-in retainers. It's that, but you just wear them all the time. Yeah, and uh, that seemed harsh because every time they wanted to eat anything or drink anything, you have to take them out. out and it yeah, yeah. painful. And get bullied. You, you can only leave them in for drinking water, that's it. Mm. Um, so they are, yeah. You kind of get used to it. I mean, I don't think that's as bad as not being able to open your this mouth. This is what I'm saying. It's, like, you can talk. <laughs> you can speak and, like, <laughs> breathe heavy with them. Yeah. Um, let me just see if I can find the... 
actual picture. No, I can't. Never mind, because I've lost the link, but never mind. That's just crazy, isn't it? It's like something that like clips onto the back of your teeth. And then yeah, I'm trying to quite figure out what, how magnets would work and do that and how, where they it said, are. I think it said it used both magnets and a bolt or something. I don't know. Basically, it just clips style, your mouth it? shut like, I don't know. Homer Simpson style. Like some kind of dog when he gets his, his I've got a question. Wide shut do you think you they give you like a sort of work... Do you think they give you a way to unlatch it if you need to say something important to somebody? And <laughs> emergency stop. Emergency stop. It. And, and, and if so, emergency release. what would stop you from just going, all oh, right, fancy a pizza? And just like, all right. <laughs> and just unlocking Imagine it. if you're claustrophobic and you get stuck with it shut and you're like, you feel like you really need to open your mouth for some reason because you're yeah. scared and you yeah. just can't because there's no release mechanism. And if you, like you said, if there is a release mechanism, then that's... I don't know, that ruins the idea of it. I yeah. Think, I don't, if this is a to... terrible idea. So anyway. we're in circles and we know it's a bad idea. This has been proved now. <laughs> this is a terrible idea. It's we know this, yeah. Ventriloquist yeah. shit needs to chill. Yeah, on all accounts, including ventriloquist shit. Ventriloquist diet, that's yeah, what yeah, it could yeah, be. Yeah. That's a good Not one. Not that, including the guys that do the puppets. Anyway, thank you for submitting that article. You're welcome. That's just some absolutely yeah. That's hilarious, yeah. Isn't it? One of the things about any of these methods, if you try and use them, is that they just... They don't last forever. You, you learn nothing, you change nothing that's correct or healthy habit change, and then eventually when you take the clamp off of your mouth, which it's presumed that you will, unless you just work like you're like this for uh, what, what's happening. Oh no, I'm just dieting. Yeah, I didn't even think about the actual... When you take it off, you just... Like that means you're having nothing but a liquid diet. For how long is this diet supposed to last? That's a good question. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's not a good move. Not a good move. It's a poor move overall. Um, Healthline article, what is dirty fasting? All you need to know. Mm. I'd never heard of this until this week. I I'll say that. And if that's that's usually a warning sign to me. If something <laughs> flags up in nutrition and I've not heard of it, that's usually a bad sign. This is <laughs> a, new, a new trend. We well, all know trends are what you're looking for in fitness. Why do you always move the footstool by its horn? You just rubbed that off me, Will. Were you at you? <laughs> no, I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> We've said this every I was going to ask, but I didn't want to interrupt the podcast. I like, go with the, the, the half cross And I feel bad now. So I should have, I'll, I'll, okay. Just be respectful when moving the bison. If you pull his horn off, then you owe me a new bison. So that seems fair. Go steady. But the horn seems structurally sound as well. I pull it by the horn, but it's my bison. I'm allowed to pull my own uh, horn, William. <laughs> not me. No. What kind of friendship is this? Not you. Oh, all right, well. No, not well, you. Well, uh, he's relieved my lower back pain, so I'm happy. All right. <laughs> it's allowed. Science alert article. Scientists have found a sneaky way of getting kids to eat more vegetables. The independent article... Subway's tuna sandwiches contain no tuna DNA. Oh, I saw this. Have you seen this? Yes. I've heard this. It's hilarious. Yeah. What, the, what is it? Hilarious. It's a good question. Maybe we'll find, on, find out on News of the Week. <laughs> Men's health, what every guy should know about pre-workout supplements. Um, and Jason Manford drops three stone in months, it says, non-specified amount, after being worried about still being funny if he was slim. Oh, and women's health, how to lose face fat, according to experts. News of the week, uh, week articles. News of the week. News of the week articles. Um, you said first, though, Will, that you, since I've done a what's better on the spot. Oh, yes. You said you'd brought a, oh, a yes. what's better uh, or a what's better. <laughs> well, what is better? B-E-H apostrophe. I've got a Dave one first. A, a Dave what's a life one. Yeah. I don't think I know the answer. But specifically he's there. wrong about the answer, is the first thing. Okay. Hit me. <laughs> Dave was better out of cats and dogs. Ooh. I know it'll be a tricky one for you. That is a really tricky one. Got to pick. 
Uh, I've got a pick. Damn. I've got to say cats. And, see, say cats. and that's why you're wrong. Dogs are man's best friend. And that's why he's wrong. Well, well overall, you've got to be you're kind of wrong. <laughs> Your opinion's way off, bro. It's, I I, I love dogs. Slightly. I love dogs, but I have an affinity with cats, and we've always had cats. So, it, I'm, you needed to say cats because you yeah. even treat dogs like cats. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? The way this dude pets dogs is cats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't understand. Like. It, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's so gentle and just like it was a cat. <laughs> like he was expecting it to be a cat. Like it's real, just like soft and gentle. It's not rough and... <laughs> you just treat... What was I going to say? Yeah. So I think cats is right for this. Just a gentle... You say dog. Yeah. You say but dog. This is the nature of these dog. questions. Like you have to give an answer, don't you? I mean, I yeah. want to say both. Because at some point I'd love to own a dog. Not an option nowadays, but I'm also you chose a, cat. I never can you anymore. You chose cat <laughs> on the Slim Society, so this will last forever and stand as testament, and your dog will hear it, so you can't get a dog. Yeah. It goes down as law, and there's no take backs if you, you say no the Slim Society yeah. show. No take backies. I'm feeling doggy lately, like a dog. Like I would also yeah. enjoy a pooch. I imagine most people would say dogs. Hmm. Yeah, it's because they're right. <laughs> Humans have had dogs longer than we've had history. Yeah, and cats have fucked up humans forever in the wild. Oh, big ones. Mm. Yeah, so have big dogs, though. Mm. Wolves. Yeah, but not as much, nearly. Wolves and dogs have got the same DNA. Wolves eat people, dude. Yeah, but not like cats. Oh, no, they'll, they'll take you down. <laughs> they will, but like they cats. don't. Yes, like cats, like a puma or like a, a pack puma. of wolves. Yeah, or <laughs> puma's a real animal, is it? Yeah, you just... Not just a shoe. A shoe. <laughs> I've never, I don't know if I've ever Keeping seen Keeping it on fitness track. Talking like about a panther nice. or a cheetah. Yeah, these. Well, I, I do have a more fitness orientated or gym orientated wasp better for you. Uh, now that we've discussed that dogs are better than cats. That day's wrong. Um, what's better between pull-ups, and that can be extended to weighted pull-ups, or lap pull-down? Interesting. Pull-ups. Yeah, I agree. It's a good choice. I, li- I like Dave's level of pause and <laughs> deep sigh. Well, it serious just, with the answer. I'm just thinking that on a mechanical level, oh. like with what you're actually doing, it they're not very, they're not really any different. No, I agree. <laughs> no, yeah. it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, isn't it? But well, if you've got the right lat pull down attachment, say, <laughs> if you've yeah. got the normal commercial boys that I, I ain't working. You never know when you're going to need to leap over a wall. You know, true. in life and, yeah. and pull-ups. <laughs> yeah, you never know what you're going to need to escape. So. Slightly more transferable. Yeah, it's more specific, isn't it? Cooler. To, I've seen some to... studies actually showing that when people did pull-ups and stuff, then they stopped and just did lap pull-down and went back to pull-ups. Even with strength training increase on the lap pull-down, they didn't get better at pull-ups. Even though, like you said, you move your arms in the same direction. Mm. It's the same thing. It's also kind of not the same thing, isn't it? There's mm. some sort of difference that occurs between moving a weight through space and moving your mm. body through space. There's there's less of a systemic issue and fatigue going on to pull-ups for sure, because it's you moving you as opposed to you moving weight. Well, you think weight. pull-ups make you less tired then, than lap pull-down? Maybe, yeah, for me, I'd say. Mm. I don't know if I agree, I don't know. Interesting. I mean, I literally don't know, but I would think lap pull-down's easier than pull-ups. Or maybe that's because I'm it's, I don't know. thinking I'd be doing lap pull down. I'm I not. I'm not thinking of doing weighted pull ups like that. But I am thinking heavy lap pull down. So that could be the, the skew. <laughs> Do you not think there's a bit of 
core engagement on a good form pull up that you wouldn't need on a lap pull down because you're anchored into the thing. One percent. Yeah. <laughs> so therefore, it's more fatiguing. <laughs> He's got me. He's got me. One percent more. One percent of core. You, yeah, a tiny bit of core, isn't it? You might have to yeah. brace your arms a little bit to keep your legs in a specific position. Mm. Yeah. A tiny bit. Yeah. A little bit of isometric leg action. Tiny. Yeah. Bit. Are you more on the fatiguing. squeeze the glute game when you're doing pull ups? Um. No, not really. You've talked to me about that. I kind of just. I do. I just. I'm literally like a pencil. I just <laughs> sort of have my legs straight and just. Your little one punch man physique flying up and down. Go up and down. Yeah, yes. that's nice for you. I don't really do anything with my legs particularly. So we know that. Like, <laughs> never trains them. Stop it, William. Okay. Stop it. You're picking on me now. <laughs> <laughs> you, you called yourself out. I don't want to tell you. I think between the lat pull down and the pull up, they've both got opposite limitations. Where lat pull downs might be better for a beginner because not mm -hmm. everybody can do pull ups, mm -hmm. like especially ladies when they're starting out. So pull ups like too hard for some people. Where lat pull downs got the opposite limitation, where it gets too easy for some people. Yeah. Like because I can do like fifteen or twenty pull ups, using the lat pull down for like strength training is quite difficult because I I can dangle off the bar the, the amount of weight that I need, so I can't actually get into the machine, and it's kind of awkward. Um, so it's got the opposite limitations, hasn't it? Yeah, true. Interesting. Do you never get anyone to try and like push it down for you? I've done that before, but now no. Now I just do other back exercises first, mm. and I just put lat pull downs in last when I'm already tired, That's and nice. I do like a super wide grip just to like. Why do you grip the wider you are? It's a well known fact. No, not in any way. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to make very clear. <laughs> But that's uh, um, that's decided then. Pull ups. I think I would also say pull ups. What do you think you prefer overall? Probably. Mm. If, I, if I only had to pick one for me forever, I'd pick pull ups. If I only had to pick one for clients forever, I'd pick lat pull down. Yeah, interesting. Because most people, most people I coach are beginners. I think that's a good point. Yeah, I I would. I never used to program lat pull down until we got a better attachment to hold it. And every, you guys love that. everything I would do. What's would it be called? Mag attachment. Is it mag? Mag grip. Mag yeah, grip. maximum advantage. <laughs> I'm sure grip. it is. I'm sure it Have is. You've not used it? Yes, I've used it. Well, then you'll know. It's won't just, you? and I, you, it just the attachment's good and the, the exercise is good. What's hilarious to me is how much you guys love it. Yeah, but that, that's the. I don't, I don't love it because of how good it is. I love it because of how shit the alternative is. <laughs> Why? It's so crap. St standard lap pull down. It's fine. With the. With the what? Motorbike handles. Yeah, with the motorbike handles. <laughs> oh, because the rubber rotates on It's the just grip. a forearm exercise. Well, maybe it's... A, I know I don't really use my fingers much when I hold bars. I put it in my hand and use, like, the flesh of here to, like, mainly hold it. Oh, that's so I do it really far into my palm. Like, you mm. can always... That's where all my calluses are, like, not in my fingers. They're, like, here. Mm. And I think that might be it. Like, when I do the lap pull down with this one as well, I get over it and almost, like, false grip it. So I think that could be why. Because then it yeah, rotates to yeah, here, and sense. I just can't can't do that. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I do all my gripping for pulling uh, like that okay. my fingers always. Yeah, no, I don't really use like hands or thumbs. Not for me. Fingers only. That makes sense then. Yeah, I need to like rev it and get a good mm. torque to it. So this mag grip handle that you guys love, it's essentially a medium grip pull down, isn't it? Like the lat pull down's a wide one, and then just mm. the close grip, and it's like a medium. Basically. Yeah, it is with a slight angle to the hands, so like you, you're in of more of what they call scapular plane, where you. Because your shoulder blades adhere to the back of your rib cage, they kind of on that angle on your rib cage. Mm. So in theory, it should be more comfortable on people's like shoulders, and your your shoulder blades should I would agree with that, glide yeah. better yeah. than they would if you're doing this. And you're, yeah, that does yeah. make sense. That does make perfect sense. So if, if like if you, I imagine my instinct would be like, if you had somebody whose shoulder clicked slightly on a traditional lap pull down, and you put them on the mag grip where their yeah. elbows are tucked in slightly, yeah. it would that could potentially fix it. 
I would agree. It's it's the exact same but opposite thing of where if somebody's got shoulder pain or trouble doing this, so like a, a normal overhead press, sometimes a if you give them a close grip yeah. one, yeah, so yeah, sometimes that's an easier position for the shoulder to be in. So it's the same thing but the opposite way down, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Did you, is that one solved then? What's better or not? I don't think so. I don't think it's got an answer really. No, still not a definitive. It's what, definitely orientated around. What about the move of the week then? What about the exercise? Oh, move the move of the week. Of the week Last time we week. had split squats, so I feel like we should just do shout out split squats. We all went. We should. I, I would also like. We raved split about squats. split squats but for a good 15, 20 minutes. I did exercise demonstrations. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sort of oh, you did, and I was really, so we really I was sold it. You know what? Let's briefly touch on split squats. Hey, we're going straight back into yeah. it. It's one of the best exercises of all time. We agree. We'll briefly touch it. Would it would be a shame to completely miss out on it. It would, wouldn't it? And appropriately, I did them yesterday and my ass hurts a lot. All right, what we could do then, just for interesting to keep it quick, is you give two good points about okay. split squat, I'll do two, and then you go two and you're going to go last. So. Oh, wow. And they're not right. allowed to be the same. Thanks, guys. There's more than six good things about it, so yeah, precious yeah. on, David. It's the split squat round table. Who's that, Am I up first? Yeah, you're up first. Two good things. Why do you like it so much? Uh, I like it because it's a very easy exercise to load heavy onto and to, if you know what you're doing, it's, it is actually quite easy to learn if you know what the right things are. And then it's so easy to lift heavy on it. And because of that, it's just one of the best glute builders out there, I'd say, would be point number one. Yeah. And secondly, um, it's... It's a unilateral exercise. So it trains one leg at yeah, a time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things we need to try and remember is to give real life explanations of the yes. words that we use. Because yes. we got true. We, yeah. we, we got some feedback from, from the podcast and one, one piece of feedback said Trains your bum. <laughs> yes, yeah, so one one piece of feedback I told Will about this said, Loved the podcast, but I didn't know what a glute was. And, um, right, yeah, yeah. You know, so We've got to try and remember some people listening. We need to also use the basic language, like unilateral, one side at a time. So it trains one leg at a time. That is good because nearly everybody's got one leg stronger than the other. Yeah. Don't they? So it evens that out. Yeah. 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 Or they might, you know, have better balance on one leg than the other. Even if it's not stronger, just they feel more confident standing on one leg than the other. Yeah. yeah. I like it to agree with your points. And then number three would be. Easy, easy for beginners sometimes um, mm -hmm. versus like a normal squat because you don't require as much like flexibility and mobility mm -hmm. to do it. I think we discussed that last Very time. Very true, yeah. Um, and another one could be good for core and balance. Mm -hmm. That could be another one. Dave? Uh, I don't know if this is kind of crossing over with your point a little bit, but yeah, I think arguably more accommodating than, than traditional squats yeah. in the sense that if you are, you know, missing a bit of a... I'm going to start using complicated words again, dorsiflexion. Mm -hmm. If you're missing some flexibility in your ankle, uh, you know, either this way or side to side, it, I think that mm -hmm. can, the split squats can accommodate that a bit better than you can with squats. Just to the point uh, that you can then use it as a tool to lift heavy. Yeah. Whereas squats, you'd be limited by the technique. Yeah. 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 Um, and secondly. I think balance if we've not have we covered that uh, i said core and balance but you can take balance it's important yeah. twice you can cross over to my yeah. point you're welcome on this bench cross, yeah. over, cross over to my side <laughs> I, I see yeah when i start teaching it to clients like i see improvement very very quickly i don't know about you guys yeah but like you think they might try it for the first time and they're, they're literally falling over yeah uh, and you're thinking oh should i have given them this 
and like two or three sessions later it's like they've always it's like they've always done them if you knock it on the head yeah. pretty soon as well like don't drive it home in one session like mm. let them get a feel for it wait until they've done like one set where they didn't just fall off and they got through 10 reps and then call yeah. it come back next week and go through that same setup again and then the first set will look like that last set and then they'll do like two decent ones where it's like better technique as well mm. call it and then the next week will be grand either. so so whatever that deficit is in people whether it's uh you know whether it's feel uncomfortable stood on one leg or predominantly on one leg whether that's like core stability or hip stability or ankle stability it, it's it it just makes sense to kind of get rid of that deficit yeah, yeah, for yeah. people yeah it's yeah, got sure. it it's got to carry over to some other stuff like increase your normal if you, if you then the you know if you then in a few weeks time if you then move them on to another single leg exercise yeah. like reverse lunges or or walking lunges or something those I can guarantee those split squats will have carried over to some degree to that other yeah. single leg exercise. And do you know, do you know what I mean when I say sometimes you'll see someone doing an exercise and they're like, "Is that good technique?" And you're like, "Yeah," and like <laughs> it's good technique. But then sometimes you see someone doing an exercise <laughs> and you can see muscle activation. Yeah. And you can see like, and you're like, I know the way that the movement is happening. I know that glutes are working, and like you can just see you're like. Yes. Yeah, because there's good technique and perfect technique. Because there's, there's good technique as in you're listening to what I'm saying and copying it. And then there's good technique, you understand what I'm saying and you're doing it. Which is like how you use your muscles and how you use the technique and whatnot. And yeah. I think on split squats, if I have a session with a client and everything's crap, but they do split squats and, I, and they do it well with good range of motion and good technique and it looks like the muscles are engaged... Like, I just know that there's no way that they have, haven't done anything other than just smash mm. the legs from that. Like, and I'm happy. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll throw one more point in then, if that's all right. Yes, please. Um, similar to bench press, there's an objective end point, which you don't get with, with squats. What do you mean by objective end point? As in their knee touches the floor, pretty much. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, you could use that okay. as if you like tell them bar to. touching the chest on bench press. It's like if the bar didn't touch your chest, you didn't do oh, a, you, you didn't do a rep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. didn't do a rep. Yeah, but with squats, unless unless like you sort of require ass to grass squats, which most people don't have the requisite mobility to do, um, then it is a bit more subjective with squats. Like mm -hmm. you know, because people can't see what they're doing they can't they can't see that they're hitting parallel or they can't see that they're getting slightly you know so unless you're very experienced i.e will with squats or your, your depth your depth might be kind of inconsistent that makes sense well yeah. it wouldn't be with split, split squats yeah. yeah i always say actually that certain metrics you can use for progressive overload as like constant variables like a range of motion to an overhead press to a pull up to a push up your chest touching the floor all these kind of little things the bar touching you um, but at a certain point, you, you've progressed enough that you can use almost like proprioception as a metric of constant variability. And what I mean by that is like you can use the way that you feel your body. You're so good at like how it, knowing where it is in space and time, that's what um, proprioception is, that say like a bent over row that you couldn't record where the angle of your hips are, but you know it's consistent every week and you know that it's not changing and you're not getting better at the exercise because you're cheating the technique or something, you've genuinely just gotten good enough that that can become a new way of making sure nothing's changing. And then it opens up the possibilities as to what you can do exercise-wise. Like say a stiff leg deadlift, you know you're always going low enough because you've got that kind of feeling and you know almost like you are touching something but it's in your brain. <laughs> mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess for a fun point where you can do that kind of thing as well. Mm. Mm? Yeah. 
No, I think a lot easier to teach than something like a, a stiff like deadlift. Yeah, that know. takes a minute. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you really need that. You'd, I see that sometimes with RDLs, getting people to do RDLs. It's sort of like, yes, you are doing it right, but <laughs> is everything firing in the same yeah. way that it would be firing if I did them or you did them at the right points? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So hard to teach people how to use their muscles as opposed to just do the exercise. Yeah. It's hard to learn, isn't it? Do you remember trying to, to use your muscles? Oh, like, I, I can. I, I would say I was doing a stiff leg for a while, two years before I fully understood it. Yeah, I think like doing pull-ups, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, I could do pull-ups for, it took years and years and years before I could not only just pull myself up, but like use my lat muscle to pull mm -hmm. the elbow in and get to the top and squeeze mm -hmm. it and then stretch through the correct muscle. Mm -hmm. That's like a whole different level to it. I think this is what you're alluding to, isn't it? The proprioception type yeah. thing. What's the difference? This is a question now to you guys. What's the difference between proprioception and kinesthetic awareness? Oh, Dave, you're the worst. Are we using the right word here? Are we using the right term? Um, proprioception is your ability to know where you are in Proprioception is time something that they talk about with like to feet and running and things like that isn't it so like if i because sometimes i'll get clients to like take their shoes off if they're uh especially if they've got like spongy like running running spongy like running trainers yeah. on with a big spongy heel and they're struggling to balance on a split squat i'll say like do you want to try taking your shoes off for better proprioception yes because yeah. you feel the cold floor under your foot and then if your toe starts to peel off or your heels, you'll feel it straight away. And there's no wiggle room for that with sinking. There's no blurred lines. It's a, a, a hard floor. Yeah. yeah. And then the things, those cues like you've, you've talked about before, like gripping the floor with your foot yes, and exactly, stuff like that. Yeah. You, you can see that they're doing that. I, think. I, I, I thought I thought proprioception was all internal, though, as in not your relationship with the environment. Like it's you can close your eyes and twitch your own nose. You know what I mean? Mm. I thought that's what, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Google seems to say... What's Google say? Basically synonymous. It says, right, okay. it says proprioception, also referred to as kinesthesia, right, is, yeah. is the sense of self-movement and body position. It is sometimes described as the sixth sense. Yeah. So it says, um, is the sense of self-movement and body position. So it's you understanding where your own body is and how it's moving. In space. Sort yeah. of thing. And kinesthetic awareness is the same thing because kinesthesia is all right so we can use them interchangeably perhaps go, go, if you google kinesthetic awareness it comes up at the top without opening any website saying kinesthetic aw awareness is the ability to tune into your inner wisdom and connect to your mind and body oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're, right getting, we're getting zen now right, we're, getting, yeah. we're getting spiritual so a kinesthetic point? awareness is some woo woo bullshit, <laughs> woo -woo bullshit. <laughs> that's what it is um, not really, that's just what that's it's that's It seems to be the same thing though on all other websites. Yeah. They're both just movement awareness, but different terms for it. But that's definitely part of it. Not that just that, say, with your pull-ups, you've gotten stronger and that you now have, you can do more pull-ups and it's easier so you can spend the time to squeeze and stuff. But just because you've got more muscle, there is more to understand and there's more to feel. You can feel it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's literally more to think about. Like anybody can do a bench press. You, you just lay down and you just push it up. But, yeah. But to use your actual chest muscles, you can't, it's difficult to do it right until you can do like a pec bounce, until you can actually yes. flex your chest muscles and then push through the correct muscles. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone, and I know- difference in that. The muscles mm. have to get to a certain size. Because I, I know it's like, yeah, deadlifts or something, people would say like, push the floor away from you. I would never understand until like, 
there was enough weight on the bar that I could sink my weight against it. And I think that's part of it as well. And it's something that I always end up having to teach people on like say bent over row or stiff leg or some or goblet squats early when they say have got like tens or something. I'm like, this is good technique, but you see how far in front of you your hands are, mm. and this is with 10 kilos, mm. and your body weight is more than that, so you can handle that. Mm. But if these were 20s you were holding now, or 30s and doing the same thing, it's gonna be making you fall forward. So it's getting those things in early, I think, and making sure, and then you progress with the right, the right stuff. I've just remembered as well mm. that we had a question from a listener, and I didn't exactly know the answer, and I've saved this question for about three days to ask to you guys. Um, I've got a client, She's training to bench press 60 kilograms um, because she's 60 years old. I think I know this lady. So, so it's you do, it's Anita Grant. Yes, um, I, Anita. You've um, done a cool. personal training session with her Yeah, before? she's cool. Yep, she's, she's trying to bench 60 kilos. Uh, last week she did 45 for 15. Nice. So legit. Wow. So it's not like an impossible goal for her at all. No, not it's, it's getting close. She used a one rep max calculator um, and it said very close or something to being able to be like 59 kg or something yeah, like yeah. what very close something like that uh, then she asked me how accurate are the one rep max calculators like how much can you trust it and I thought I don't really know mm, but I know some people who might huh? so my experience I've played around with them and my experiences for me they have been pretty accurate um, but it always says you get a disclaimer on the apps if you go over 10 reps uh, with what you've quoted you've done, it says it's it's now inaccurate. It's now not as accurate. Interesting. So when she's put 15 in the one rep max, like I'll show you online, it'll probably say this may not be accurate. Um, so they tend to be more accurate when you're sort of 10 reps and below. So if you give it like your five rep max, for example, that should be pretty, it's prediction of your one rep max from there should be pretty accurate. But if you're trying to predict it from 15 reps, maybe not. Okay. Makes so if you got, if, if maybe if you got her to do, you know, like if she did like an eight rep max, let's say, yeah, and find out what she can do for eight, that'd give her a better prediction. Mm. I would say. That's nice. Yeah. Any, any additions or? No, exactly the same. Perfect answer. I said the further away you get from doing something for one rep, the more and more variables there could be for failure, like just some other fatigue of another muscle that isn't the actual muscle you're trying to... Well, because you're not testing strength as much. The further yeah, away you it get becomes from, less and less specific, doesn't yeah. it? Because you're, you're almost yeah. doing like endurance. Like exactly. 15 reps is almost And also, endurance. if you're doing something 20 times, there's nothing to say that your cardio, your balance, your supporting muscles aren't going to be the first things to give out as opposed to the muscle that you're trying to train or the technicality to the movement. Your, your, your brain could just get bored and decide to stop and whatnot. And then also the carryover more psychologically like it's not a heavy load if you can do something 15 times that's not going to feel heavy on you but versus the one rep max you're not going to be appropriated to heavy weight having not really tested some of that so there could be some less physiological things at play as well. as well yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. like the technique you're going to need to shift something 15 times is going to be different to one it needs less, less mm. power you don't need as much tension through the body you don't need to brace as much so there are different factors to play Yeah, like there. I don't know about you, but let's say you were going for a heavy set of five on bench press. Um, you know, that's something that was very close to your limits. Like you weren't sure if you were going to be able to get five. Yeah. You might sort of have that reset at the top of each rep where you get a big breath into your lungs. You do a rep, get a new breath, do a rep. And you can afford to have those pauses in between because it's only five reps. Mm. If you're trying to get a, bang a set of 15 out, you can't afford to have those long pauses 
in between the reps because mm-hmm. you'll just burn out. You'll yeah, literally exactly. just burn out and you, ha- you need to sort of bang the set out quite, mm-hmm. quite quickly if you were doing a really high reps. I'd, for me anyway, the way I breathe on a set of 10 is kind of different to how I would do it on a set of yeah, 5. Yeah. I, I would also say specific to Anita that it'd be more uh, of a reliable um, example for her because her technique's nice and it is pretty consistent. And I've seen her do like a high rep set and it's still pretty powerlifter-y technique, so there aren't quite as many things that play there. So I think it could be individual, but yeah, I, th- I think it, by and large the calculators are pretty legit. Dave, yeah, here, so um, this is, I think, the most popular one on Android. I've gone up to 13 reps and it's said, warning... Uh, calculation accuracy drops drastically when calculating above 12 reps. For best accuracy, use lower reps. Warning, so, your gains are in danger. Yeah. That's a good tip then, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for watching, Anita. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good tip. That's a good tip. Um, what do you think then? Do you want to do some news of the week? Can do, man. Let's we'll do it. it. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Yes, please. Give me some fun. We've already been through one. So we've, we've spoke about the... Dental Slim Diet Control, which uses magnets as a medieval torture device to keep your mouth shut. Absolutely ridiculous. That's a terrible idea. (laughs) So do either of you guys know what dirty fasting is? No, man. Can I guess what it is? Please. You also have to guess now. All right, dude. It's a great idea in game. (laughs) I assume it's normal fasting, except you break your fast with whatever crap you want. It's a good guess. So you're (laughs) thinking dirty foods, but also fasting. Quote, unquote, dirty foods, not like food with the mud on. I would have guessed something similar, but for the sake of being inventive, dirty fasting, let's just say it's like nothing but, it's like a low carb diet, nothing but fats and fasting as well. It's like fasting throughout the day and high fat. That makes sense. High fat fasting. I also thought that might be something similar to you, Dave. I thought it might be like fasting, but with junk food Mm. sort of thing, but it's not. Okay. Accordingly, it's not. Dirty fasting is a term used to describe consuming some calories during a fasting window. Right. So not fasting. So not fasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just not fasting. Fake fasting. Yeah. It's, it's the fake fasting diet. Why? What? Back to the article. This differs from traditional fasting or clean fasting, it's calling it. Fasting. I've never heard that in my life. This is, these are not That's because it's terms. called fasting. These are not real terms. And what they're doing is um, eating. <laughs> I'll start again. This differs from traditional fasting or clean fasting, which restricts all foods and calorie-containing beverages, like during the fasting window. People who practice dirty fasting will typically consume up to 100 calories during their fasting window. All right, then. <laughs> this may include some milk and sweetener in their coffee or a cup of bone broth, it literally says in the article. A very hipster health yeah. thing to do there. A very Ben Greenfield thing to do. Um, <laughs> Again, there's no set definition of dirty fasting. That's because it's not a real thing. Yes. That's a little quote by me inserted there. Uh, so some people may consume many more calories during a dirty fast, while others may consume So there is no rules then. There's no, you, no you were talking about 100 calories. Rules, it's not real. Yeah. It's, it's just, if it's all about, bullshit. Yeah. So you don't, cons- it, you don't consume over 100 calories, except when you do. <laughs> except yeah. when you're fasting, when you're also this, yeah. is, this is what we're saying. On the other hand, people who practice traditional methods of, of fasting or clean fasting don't consume any calories during the fasting windows. See, this is the thing. It's just it's taking a word and then just using it to mean something else. And you can't just do that. <laughs> like, mm. I mean, like if, it's, if something's fasting and then something else isn't fasting, don't 
make it something fasting, make it a new thing. <laughs> yeah. Like snacking is what that would be in my book. <laughs> if you're having right? <laughs> 100 calorie tofu through the day, you're Plus snacking. Snacks, that's yeah. hilarious. You're not dirty fasting. No, it's not, it's not real You're fasting. snacking. <laughs> I will say in the defense of quote unquote clean fasting, not yeah. more traditional fasting as it calls it, um, that's also not fasting. Um, no, it's not. No, not to, not to what the human say, body. four days? Even, yeah, like you'd have to not consume any food really for like, I don't know, three, <coughs> depending on whether you exercise or not, like three days or yeah. something. Then you'd end up into like a fasted like ketosis state. If you just like, people are like, oh, I do like a, a 16-8 fast, that's not real fasting. You, there's there's just, still food inside you. Yeah, you still di- you, you digest food. Nothing is like happening different inside you, you're just hungry. Hours. Yeah, it's just a practical yeah, you might not be consuming, putting food yeah. into you, but that doesn't mean you don't have food. You're not technically in a fasted state. So they're just called fasting diets. I love these things. So, so I've, I'll have just, I've just remembered, I've heard of something like this dirty fasting before. I've heard of fasted, fasting mimicking diets. Have you ever yeah, heard I was going to mention that. Yeah, Yeah, that also means fake fasting. It's like it's like fasting, but it's also not. How, <laughs> how, remind me again, how is it supposed to mimic fasting? Uh, I can't exactly remember because I only remember things that Is it that because you... Right, <laughs> I'm Googling it now. That's a good thing. That's a good idea. I'm Googling yeah. it now. Don't only remember things that are real. Oh, it's another Healthline article. Here we go. Thank you, Healthline. Oh, so all good. the answers we don't need. <laughs> um, fasting mimicking is a recent fasting trend that restricts calories for a set period of time. Um, okay. Of 30 minutes. Fasting mimicking diet is a high-fat, low-calorie, intermittent fasting method. All right. Um... It doesn't actually say, is I suppose it, it's difficult. Is it like to, no carbs? And they, it's difficult they to describe things that are not real, isn't it? So it's, <laughs> How do you, what's a ghost look like, Connor? This is what we're trying to do. with ghost chasing. <laughs> it's all feelings and no facts. All feelings and no facts. On Healthline. So here we, so here we go. I don't That's how we're doing it. I can't find out without reading. Would, I've got a question for you guys. Would either of you guys ever do the, the four or five day fast thing? And if so, why? If I had serious gut problems. Okay. Maybe, you know, because it can be like, in some instances, if you're having gut issues of certain kinds, it can be a good idea to just like, really let your stomach settle down for a while. Mm. But apart from that, no, not unless I have like a medical reason to. If it came hand in hand with some kind of like, meditative type Buddhist thing, then yeah. I'd yeah, maybe Yeah, you were that... telling me yesterday that you want to go to one of these silent meditation Ah! Yeah. You, you... I, I would like to try that i think i'd suffer yeah but i would, I would but like as yeah, part yeah, of a greater yeah. thing idea, you wouldn't just do it, it yeah. knocking about working and that like it'd be part of a something wouldn't it you've got to think that you've been a naughty boy or something you've got to really want to punish yourself to go sit in a fact i i want to sit in a box for a week and yeah you, you keep saying this box though bro i've got a picture of this house it's nice it's green it's got where do you think you're going to this place where no one speaks. This farm that people <laughs> don't come back from. You can do them. I've looked them up. They, yeah, exactly. They I've run, them all, they run yeah. them all over the UK. Yeah, yeah. I told you this. Just because he's like got endearing eyes and a beard doesn't mean you can listen to him and not me. You also have endearing eyes and a beard. <laughs> oh, I have a beard now. I don't differentiate. Puberty! Oh, yeah, you would class that as a beard, would you not? Wicked. No, not yet. But what do you class it as? Scruff. You've upgraded you. You've upgraded your shit over the last couple of years. Yeah, he's <laughs> shit. He's become. You swore earlier. Fifteen so. percent more Spanish. I've swore a lot. It's more true. Spanish. Yeah, it's like Spanish style facial hair. Because you've got like not much on the sides, but like really like strong in this area. It's like it's like a okay. European facial hair. Interesting. Style. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like learn Spanish well and then just yeah. Try yeah, easy business. If he had if he had just plain brown hair and he was 
a bit more time. You could, you could be Spanish. You could, imagine time. him with like a rapier sword and like, you know, one of those long yeah, yeah, swords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You could see him, couldn't my, you? I think my brother looks quite, spa- quite Spanish. He looks like D'Artagnan. Yeah, I, he does. I, I, he's I just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, 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 yeah. got some kind of like 10% Spanish vibe going on. Um, are we on another news of the week topic that yeah, isn't so my beard? Let, let's move on. But I'll just say for people who are fasting or stuff like this, intermittent fasting itself is a good diet. Do you agree or not? Yeah. Yeah, and you? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, some of my members and clients use intermittent fasting, um, also known as skipping breakfast, basically, isn't it? Yeah. Doesn't have to be complicated. The amount of hours you fast makes no difference because it's not real fasting, it's just the name. Whether you eat 100 calories in the middle of a fasting window or not has absolutely makes no difference to anything. Yes. Uh, which way it makes no difference. I mean, maybe. Do you not think. Those ta- practical effects. Sorry, sorry. Do you not think time restricted eating is a better name for it, with it not being fasting? It's a more technically accurate name. I don't think it's a better name. Yeah. Because I just think it sounds. I don't know. Time restrict. And if, it, if it's got restriction in the name, that mm, has negative connotations. Yeah, it doesn't sell it, does it? No, so I think it's, it's literal, yeah. It's a better. It might, well, it might be a, a more correct name, mm. but whether it's a better name, I'm not sure. But technically, it would be time-restricted eating, I guess, mm. wouldn't it? Um, and it's not about how many hours you fast or anything like this, or that just if you only eat for like six hours in a day, you can just stuff your face and then you'll just get slim, so that's not how it works. <laughs> it's just calorie reduction overall. So whether you have 100 calories or whatever it's saying in the middle of it or not, it makes no difference. It makes no difference. And all that stuff about like cell regeneration and autophagy and all this kind of stuff and cell renewal is not proven in humans. That's only animal studies because it's not real fasting. Anyway... Moving on. Moving on. Science alert article. Scientists have found a sneaky way of getting kids to eat more vegetables. Why are scientists saying sneaky? <laughs> uh, you're right, because it's not sneaky at all. What's sneaky is when your mum... Why is like, who, what scientists sneaking around doing <laughs> shit to kids? What's happening in this article? Fuck. <laughs> uh, sneaky vegetables is when your mum puts the peas like in the mashed potato. A sneaky business. Or, you know, like spinach in the spaghetti bolognese. Yeah. Just wilt it down. That's that's sneaky veg. I sneaky veg myself. What about a constantly. sneaky micro scientist that throws veg onto the plate from the side? That's basically what this article is describing. Sneaky micro scientist. Well, I'll read to you. We'll, we'll discuss the sneak. I'll, I'll, run, I'll run through said sneak. Yeah, please, bro. Because okay. I'm, I'm a bit attached to it. I think. <laughs> Re- researchers have come up with a new way of getting kids to follow a healthy diet. Do you, know, do you know what the, the sneak tactic is to getting kids to eat more vegetables? Go on. Putting more vegetables on their plate. <laughs> oh, wow. Genius. It's so good. I mean, I mean, it's, it's so good and simple. I yeah. love it's it. It's revolutionary. It's real sneaky. It's scientific. It's, it's real sneaky. But I also like this as a point because this is actually a good point. I use this tactic for helping people increase their protein intake. And it's the, it's the best tactic that I've found ever overall. And it's just because it's just a basic one one goal, one simple habit change that people can try for a bit of time. And I just give them like the, to, to try when they do eat protein, eat way more protein. <laughs> so, you know, rather than, you know, on an evening meal, they might have a serving of protein. Yeah. Usually people are yeah, quite yeah. weak with the serving of protein. Yes. They think like a hundred gram of chicken breast is a normal serving. But, yeah. But like a chicken fillet, like a full chicken breast, more like 250 gram. That's better. Mm-hmm. Only costs like 280 calories, 300 calories or something, but hits their entire minimum protein intake for the day. Not the best protein intake they could get, but the minimum requirement covered in just one meal, one hit straight away. 
So you can obviously it's a good idea to get people to eat different foods that contain more protein and try and increase servings and spread it out throughout the day. Yeah, all, yeah. All, that's all that's all good. But the number one tactic I find for people is just to explain to them that when they do eat protein, just don't be weak about it. Mm -hmm. Just actually just get a real good mm. serving on there. Because people aren't weak about carbs, are they? No, exactly. <laughs> pile, exactly. Pa pile pasta onto the plate. But veg, like, people are weak about vegetables yeah, as well. Yeah. Some of my members or clients send me pictures of their meals and the amount of vegetables is weak. Yeah. When, when people, when I post my meals and how much vegetables I eat, people are shocked. Like sometimes I have, I have my meal and then I have a second plate full of vegetables, literally. Especially when I'm dieting or trying to keep low calories. Because I'm trying to eat loads of food. Which is always for you. Because you're a lot of fat. Pretty much always, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm always trying to eat loads of food and not be hungry, but keep the calories down. So mm. how can you do that? Low calorie, high volume mm. foods. It's vegetables, basically. Isn't yeah. It? So I eat loads, like sometimes one to two kilograms of vegetables a day, uh -huh. like piles of veg. People are like, what? That's crazy. But like you said, if it's a pile of pasta, people are like, yeah, it's perfectly yeah, normal. Don't think twice. Yeah. No, when, when they make a spaghetti, they'll cover the entire bottom plate in pasta and then put a bit of meat and sauce on top. Mm. I'm like, no, we need I to- I can get why people wouldn't want to eat that much, like they might get full or something, but it's like protein is nice. Most most protein sources are enjoyable. I, I, I guess it depends more. who you are. Some yeah, people I guess, like true, vegetarian, true. vegan, and they don't. I'd say it, pretty but. universally, most people like. If, I mean, if you eat it in the first place. But there are those like chemical ties that excite the brain, you know, fat and sugar and stuff like that. So, like, true. I would argue that the more enjoyable proteins are the fatty flavoursome ones, you know, like the lamb and like the pork. Oh, you need yeah. ribs with like a glaze. Yeah, of course. There we go, baby. Would you want that or do you want boiled chicken breast? Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. No. But I understand what you mean. A lot yes. of people do like eating meat and stuff. People go to Nando's and steak restaurants and this and that. And out of the three things you can eat, protein, carbs and fat, if you care about health or fitness or fat loss or anything like this, protein's the one you should be focusing on yeah. the most. Mm. Yeah. Um, there are unhealthy protein options, like you say, so you can't just go wild and start eating doner kebabs and pretending that's the game because it's not but i do like a or tubs kebab. of peanut butter yeah another weak protein food <laughs> yeah. that people pretend but yeah. people pretend that's such a your 15 and trying to get big thing to do <laughs> isn't it what peanut butter yeah drinking it as well it's a, it's a good bulk food that's oh, yeah. why though isn't it yeah, yeah it's yeah. a good bulk food that's why it's just adults not usually trying to just some are i guess trying to bulk up and struggling but mm. most people have got the opposite problem in terms of weight management, most people struggle. Generally, yeah. Yeah, generally. But you are right, people do like eating protein. Um, but I just, anyway, that was just an interesting point because they, they're saying if you put more vegetables on the plate, the kid eats more vegetables. And it's like, fucking, that's just there, yeah. Obviously. But yeah. this is not to do with kids. This is to do with people. If you put more vegetables on your own plate, you eat more veg. Smaller yeah. plate as well. That helps people cut down portions. That's yeah. a real thing. Yeah, that's yeah. a real There's thing. There's loads of studies showing that that works because people like to see the plate full. And I do this if, with my porridge, for example. I have porridge for breakfast sometimes, and the bigger the bowl, the more I put in. <laughs> so it's just how it goes. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of like an of course thing, but it, it works, doesn't <laughs> but it, it? Yeah, it's basic, it, but it really works. Yeah. So I thought this was, it's not sneaky that, it's just give the kids more vegetables, they'll eat more of them. And mm. I just thought it was an important Also, point. kids do what they're told, like, well. Sometimes. But I mean, in terms of when it comes to food, and I don't eat, die, like you're gonna eat, aren't you? You, you have to eat what's been put in front of you, so. You just do it, right? I get uh, sometimes. I guess no, no not always. Kids different nowadays. Some kids are really fussy. Are they? Some kids are really fussy. Oh. Um, I used to. Unless you've got like an allergy. I used to not be allowed to leave the table when I was really young, um, until I'd eaten all of my like Sunday roast dinner. Yeah. But I really didn't like and still don't like roast beef. 
Um, I like all different kinds of beef, but not really roast beef. I just really don't like it and find it too chewy, especially if it's got like dry and stuff like this. I just don't like it. So I would sit there for ages and get really upset, and then I've disliked roast beef as like <laughs> it's not like an eating disorder. I don't really like, like roast beef. It's a mild. I just think it puts put me off since being like four years old, literally. Cause I just don't want to eat. I just think neither of you have ever had good roast beef. Sure. If it's good, it's good. If it's good, I like. Shut up, Bamford. Um, like I like brisket. I like steak. Mm. You know, like just falls apart. It's, yeah, the, yeah, it's yeah. just the chewy dryness that I just don't like yeah. on the roast beef. If it's a good one, sure, sure. But for me, it's like stewing steak mm-hmm. or a good brisket. Oh my god! Yeah, you're right. Mark, you know, when I want to make my own Sunday dinner and I'm feeling lazy, Marks and Spencer's brisket in a little silver tray oh, thing. Yeah, what yeah it's like six pound. It's got like over a hundred grams of protein in like the full thing, and you just put it in the oven for like. 35 minutes that's some oven chips and it's, yeah and it's side. really good it's mm-hmm. really easy Mark, Marks and Spencer's as well they also do really good frozen vegetables that you can microwave they must make them with magic or something because <laughs> when you have you ever tried to microwave frozen vegetables not a good time usually I've bought those soggy. little packets yeah. yeah you get like no, floppy right. carrots yeah they're, they're soggy because kind you, of inflated when you freeze vegetables it destroys the, cell, the, cell the cells wall. burst yeah, yeah the fiber and it's the really bad with strawberries Frozen strawberries, they, just, like mush, they? they just come, you defrost frozen strawberries and they just mush, yeah. yeah. Oh. That happens with a lot of vegetables, but Marks and Spencer's ones do not. They've got this thing called British Vegetable Medley, and it's like carrots that are shaped like a carrot, but really small. And that's a big thing for me, because I hate carrot circles. You know, carrot Anything. batons I can eat, or mini carrots mm. I can eat. If it's a, you know, circle carrots, I feel like I'm at school. I can't eat these. <laughs> Why? Did you have those carrots at school? I, I kind of know what you mean, though. It's more appealing to eat like a baby carrot than it. Yeah. Just a I've never, you know, because Spencer's right. That's like, yeah. it, it looks nicer. It just looks a little yeah. bit posher. Little circle carrots that are. Do you like them baby carrots that you can, like, that are sold out as baby carrots? Yeah. Little, what, in a bag? I think so. No, what I don't. Do mean? Like. When I was at school, I used to eat carrots in a bag that had a little bit of water in it. Yeah, it's I think like so. Snack. I feel like I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm back. more violent than it was meant to. Um, I don't know. I, I I feel like they taste very different to normal carrots for some reason. <laughs> Maybe they do. Like sweeter or something. Yeah, like faker. Like they were designed for kids. <laughs> Maybe they do. In a little bag. That makes yeah. sense. Mm. Maybe they do. I remember having those at primary school. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. No, not it. Not it. Not it for me. Anyway, if you increase portions of things, people eat more of it. Anyway, you can give people vegetables, they eat them. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) News of the week. Honestly, it's a good tip for protein as well. And I would recommend trying it with your clients that struggle with that. (laughs) Just tell them when you eat protein, eat like just double the portion and it Mm. doubles their protein intake straight away without having to like really change anything. It's a good tip. Um, Next one. Yeah, I like that. Yes, next one. Yeah, let's just say what we think about this. Article in The Independent, Subway's tuna sandwiches contain no tuna DNA, lab study concludes. Hilarious. I'll read on. A lab study has unearthed no traces of tuna DNA in the tuna fish that was collected from Subway stores. The study, commissioned by the New York Times, all right, oh, shit. media bias, hello, sought to discover if, to, if the tuna fish that Subway offers on their menu or sandwiches actually contained tuna fish DNA. They sent, quote, more than 60 inches worth of Subway tuna sandwiches. How much is that? 10... Ten normal-sized ones, like half a foot long, six yeah. inches, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. To a lab who wished to remain anonymous, okay, for testing. Documents from the study reads, no amplifiable tuna DNA was present in the sample, and so we obtained no amplification products from the DNA, therefore, so we cannot identify the species. <laughs> I have so many questions. Ah, uh, but yeah. none can be answered, So apparently. many questions. What, what are your questions? So this is just there? it, the end of it. Right, so... Yeah, that's just the end. That's the story. First one... What made them think to test it? 
Yeah. What made them think, maybe this isn't yeah. 100% tuna. Maybe this is seahorse. I did hear that other labs have tested it before and it did have tuna fish. Right. But now this just one said it's not. Okay. So we're doing that usual thing of just cherry picking a nice one little, my favourite. <laughs> did you hear the Subway um, expiration date fucking conspiracy at the minute as well? No. There's all the, all the Subway conspiracies at the minute. Getting thrown under the bus. Yeah, some, some person who used to work there has leaked some information that he either did or was told to change the expiration dates on boxes of food and stuff that oh, they were shit. supposed to be using. It's like another video that I saw on the internet. It's not looking good for Subway, is it? I don't know. No, but I like a Subway. What do you think? I had one the other day and it, I did it. enjoy it. Well, I mean, I I don't get the hype behind it. I wouldn't typically choose to go and get, get a Subway, but... I know it's another Subway. The, you, you've got to think the veg is veg, right, please? Well, we, <laughs> the, veg the is tuna gonna, was tuna, but yeah. now we're just not sure. Seemed like veg. Seemed like tuna. It's mm. all cloudy with a chance of meatballs in there. <laughs> in whatever they want. Have you tried their vegan meatballs? I have not. They're actually nice. Okay. They taste the same as the normal ones. Everything's cold though, is the only problem. No, you can get Some just come cold. No, but as in, they, they always come cold. Like, or at least two minutes into eating it, they're cold. Yeah. It's like a Subway thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the salads are nice. If it is real salad, let's just assume that it is. You can get really nice salad. You can get double chicken. Put that in it. Get some like chicken tikka mm. or something. Surely like the effort to... <laughs> create a fake iceberg lettuce leaf is far greater than the money that it would cost to just buy an iceberg what lettuce. About, <laughs> what about tuna? It's like 60p for a massive iceberg lettuce. Maybe it is cheaper to recreate tuna than get it. Yeah, so that's that's gonna be that was going to be another question. So tuna, tin, at least like, you know, tin tuna is pretty cheap. So yeah. why, are you making an yeah. why are you making an imitation version? Because if you're buying tin tuna in bulk, that's cheap. And then the last question would be, what the hell is it? Because it's pretty convincingly tuna. Yeah, I would have said so as well. Even when it is tuna, or if you think it's tuna, it's at least 75% mayo. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, yeah. The sweet corn want. and then a bit of yeah. tuna. It's got so much mayonnaise in it, it's insane. Oh. I used to eat it when I was a kid, the, the tuna from Subway, but not for a long time now. Yeah, I don't know that I'd get fish from many places like that, many sandwichy or fast foody type places. I'll say my favourite Subway sandwich is if you get chicken tikka and steak on the same sandwich and put that in. I chicken just, tikka? Yeah, and steak. Sandwich? Yeah. Nice. I think it's really nice. I don't know if it is steak. Do you think the steak is steak? No, it's unlikely. <laughs> it's unlikely at this point. Probably like horse but, steak. Yeah, I was going to say it's kind of like when there was horse meat in burgers. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's lean meat. It's lean meat. <laughs> yeah, I'm it's not, some kind of something. I'm not too it? fussed about that, to be honest. Oh, uh, hopefully no vegans listen to this. I bet there are, aren't there? Uh, yeah, there, there definitely will be. Yeah. There definitely will be. I, I mean, I don't want to eat horse meat. Just put it out there. He's a guest, though. You stuck with us, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so what? any more comments? Or that's not just, for me. I don't mm. know. Tune on Subway. We're not sure. All right, then. Men's health article. What every guy should know about pre-workout supplements. I turn it to you guys. I don't really care what men's health have got to say about it. Okay. No. What? What? what <laughs> no. What, should, <laughs> what do you guys uh, think? They should. I'm going to tell you after what they think. Uh, right, okay. But what do you think? You guys think about pre-workouts? What's the game? Don't waste your money. You don't like it? Cool. Um, I just think, I mean, they're expensive, aren't they? Some of them are insanely expensive. Yeah, thirty-five to like fifty quid. Really pricey. Yeah. Um, and as far as I understand it, the main active ingredient in all of them is just caffeine. That's the one, sir. And you can, you know, you can buy it. I mean, obviously, you got tea, coffee. That that works. 
you can't you buy like a bag of caffeine powder for next to nothing myprotein.com yeah yeah, and there's enough in there to kill yourself with. <laughs> like nearly, so, someone ends up hospitalised yeah. every year from that. Just do that instead. But you have to be really careful because children get into it as well, and then they mm. stick their fingers into it. They get sugar or something, and they start eating it. And then... But yeah, they're all sort of dressed up and very, very, very well marketed in these like, and they they have these crazy names. Like I love the names. Yeah, I appreciate the names. You know, the like colours. Annihilation. Yeah. Six 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 or something. Like, <laughs> if that isn't kind of if that isn't a pre workout, yeah. it is now. Yeah, like, yeah. Someone's yeah. heard that. And just, someone's yeah. got it. Someone's made it. <laughs> Insanity. Raw power, this, yeah. and extreme fuel. They're all, yeah. like this, They've all got like flames and yeah. Like the marketing's hilarious, and they're all yeah. They're always like a bright, a luminous green color when you stir it into water. Um, yeah, I've tried. I've, I've tried them a couple of times before. I think they just make they make you overly stimulated. Mm-hmm. You, they make you like they anxious, anxious and itchy skin and like your heart's going at a million miles an hour it's like that's actually could be a detriment to your workout to it be honest. be yeah. that's true because you're exhausting yourself what you should be doing in between your sets is kind of resting and and, and meditating on what you need to do yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah you should actually let your kind of nervous system sort of settle and you don't want to be burning yourself out in between your yeah. sets I think it, 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 it suits its market <laughs> with the kind of its yeah, audience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it does suit its market with its kind of audience because it is more of the hypertrophy range type people that tend mm. to take it. And they do have more of a grip it and rip it, bash out 20, stay on the on the high vibes for a minute of rest and go again type thing. Yeah. As opposed to like, if I, I could not take pre-workout and then try and squat and walk out some like if I've walked I have done that before and walking out a squat after pre-workout and you're like yeah <laughs> like yeah it's yeah. it's not handy it's it, you need to be able to concentrate and keep yourself humble yeah I mean if you've got to go on you know you've got to do a long drive like an, a five hour drive <laughs> and it's late and you don't want to fall asleep at the wheel, by all means <laughs> But yeah, you're anything. right. Sleep well, drink enough water, good, get good nutrition, and then if you need some pre-workout, whatever. Yeah. I was in university and I took one called Hemo Rage. <laughs> Hemo Rage was a real thing, and I got severe stomach problems for like three days. Nice. Wow. Way too much caffeine and just like powder. Yeah. Just like drugs, but mild. <laughs> and don't aren't some of the, some of the ingredients just. They're there to make you feel like something's happening, but yeah, nothing, like beta alanine. Yeah, it gives you the tingly feeling, but yeah, it's doing nothing. It's yeah, beta alanine is technically the weakest stimulant. It's like a weaker version of caffeine, right. so it doesn't really do anything. But yeah, it gives you like a tingly feeling, and it's because, like you said, it's forty quid for the tub, and mm. some kids are expecting some magical power. You want, yeah. you need to, you can feel magical powers, Dave. So oh, the amount so, of people. Uh, as I understand it. Um, Caffeine can increase performance, especially well, in, in endur- endurance sports, particularly like in and the, strength sports, everything. There's, a, I know, there's a legal limit in cycling yeah. where they they get tested for it. They can't take over a certain amount because it can. It's a performance enhancer. Um, yeah. yeah, true. But, yeah, yep. Time but, to fatigue goes down. You you increase focus. Muscle, yeah. yeah, and reaction time and muscle glycogen stores increase in the presence of caffeine. You can absorb more carbs into your muscles. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. But there's, then there's that whole issue that you be, can become desensitized to it, so you have to keep taking more and more yeah. and more and more and more. Yeah, it's yeah. also true. Does is there a ceiling to that? Like we know that the caffeine can kill someone. Is there a? Uh, can you become like conditioned enough to it that that ceiling is shifted? Yeah, of course. Just tolerance. And then more and more and more so. 
Yeah, just like drugs. Mm. Isn't it just like any other stimulant drug? It, like, it is a drug, yeah. Yeah, some people... Can Your favourite. <laughs> Every morning from the mountains. It is my favourite. I, I will, yeah, put my hand up and say it's my favourite drug. <laughs> <laughs> put a little bit of caffeine. Out of the one that I've tried. Between that and teas. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You're exactly right though, Dave. Um, there's basically nothing in pre-workouts that's any good except caffeine. It's basically mm. the, the other ingredients do a little bit of something, but mostly nothing most of the time. They just write them on the back and they always have exotic sounding crazy names that are hard to pronounce or like they have extract written next to them and stuff. Because kids, when they turn it over, if it just said caffeine, they'll think, well, I'll just buy a monster. And they're exactly mm. right. You could just buy a monster. So to get people to buy it, they've got to put loads of ingredients in it that just don't do anything. Nice, mm. <laughs> don't they? Um, any other points to add on that? Yeah. Pre-workouts? I don't I don't ever take pre-workout. I don't ever recommend any of my clients take pre-workout. I think if you need enough caffeine from a pre-workout to do your workout, you should probably rest that day and go to sleep. I'm saying sleep better, eat. I, 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 yeah, if yeah. you need 500 milligrams of caffeine to do something, there's something wrong with your recovery. But I'm not, I'm not going to gloss over it with... Fixing a problem with another problem. Yeah. And vibrate our way through different sets. <laughs> uh, caffeine overall, though. Love it. Love a coffee. Yeah. Appetite suppressing. I was going to say, I'd rather spend that kind of money on nice coffee. As we, we are just the worst. Yeah. As an, uh, and a pre-workout can be the same amount of caffeine as 10 coffees. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Wow. Um, and often, for a lot of people, a coffee does perk you up. Like, it is enough. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have a coffee before my workout and I'll do it. Like, before squats, grand. No weird shakiness. <laughs> Agreed. Um, who's this article by? Men's Health. They say what you need to look for in your pre-workout is, number one, creatine monohydrate. Agree or disagree? That's uh, not going to do anything. Not necessarily in the pre. In the short term, no. is it? Yeah, you guys with the correct answers always. Yeah, it makes no difference when you in take general, creatine. for sure. Yeah, yeah. creatine is good in general. I mean, for sh- yeah, definitely. In your pre-workout, though, you don't need it. No, no, you no. can you can have it anytime. It works the exact same anytime, really. The best time to take it would be post-workout, not pre-workout. Yeah. But the second best time would be any other any time, time, any other time equally. Fancy, yeah. Yeah. But a one-off small dose of creatine is going to do nothing. No. Or, or next to nothing. No, no, definitely not. Versus. Uh, taking it every day, yeah, what is it, three grams, five grams a day? Five grams a day, yeah. yeah. Like we don't do. Like we forget to do. I, also yeah. do. <laughs> we, I, I know, it's, I don't either. I don't think anyone does that should. Do you know about the neuroprotective effects of creatine? Not so much. Yes, I've read about this. Yeah. yeah, it's showing to be maybe even more effective for the brain and more beneficial for the brain than it is for muscles. And for oh. It shows to... Um, not reverse, but like stave off progression of like Alzheimer's and dementia and stuff like this by protecting neurons in some way. I could do with that. In the brain. I'm pretty sure yeah, so that. even if you don't weightlift as like a health supplement, it seems to be pretty decent to take. You'll maintain muscle mass. You might have a bit more energy, hmm. a little bit better. You know, it seems to be good for the mind as well. It seems to be just a good thing. Um, other things they say, BCAAs in your pre-workout. That's a stupid idea. <laughs> Any other comments? Well, that's just, I, I think, yeah, because sometimes it gets to the point where they just give you something and then you've just had like a giant gallon of water before you work out and you go in and like, yeah, and, like and it's just, well, why now? Now what? Cool. <laughs> Spew? Nice. BCAAs are pointless. Do we agree? Um, Yeah. BCAAs do nothing. Yeah. yeah. There's no point in them. I literally can't come up with one good reason. <laughs> okay, Flavor? I can, I can come up with one. If you're a vegan that has low leucine content food you could add some BCAAs in you're telling me now I don't know maybe 
Yeah. Well, BCA is pointless. Taurine, that's fucking pointless. And then also B vitamins, that's ridiculous. You should get your vitamins anytime. Not that B vitamins are ridiculous, but just yeah, what? what's it doing in your pre-workout? Oh, oh sorry. Or well, they've yeah, got another yeah. nitrogen oxide boosters, like arginine and citrine. Yeah, none of this needs to be in the pre. I mean, that technically does increase like blood flow to muscles and stuff. God, it's minutia. It's minutia. Any other points? Pre-workouts? No, let's Lame, money. Yeah. Yeah, pre-workouts, lame. Article in Men, Jason Manford drops three stone in months, it doesn't say how many, after being worried about still being funny if he was slim. Hmm. You ever heard this before? So is he a comedian? I've heard... Not the Jason Manford thing, but the funny and... Yeah, I've heard the whole sort of concept of like, people that are sort of known for being uh, overweight or bigger, but they're in the sort of public eye, not being respected after they lose weight, which I think is... Ridiculous. Everyone just gets haters. Yeah. People just if, if you're if you're overweight, some people are like you're overweight, and if you get slim, people who are not slim are like. Oh, it's just because they're be je- they're jealous. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or yeah. some people feel like they've lost a representative. Yeah. Like they've yeah. got a, yeah, like they're they're an overweight person, so they see someone who's mm. in the media who is representative or similar to them, and then they lose a teammate. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. You used to be one of us. Now you're one of them. Jonah Hill got it real bad, didn't he? Seen that? Um, no? Yeah, he seems to be using maybe some me- Mexican supplementation. Ah. <laughs> he's looking pretty juicy. Uh, we just lost so much time. weight, didn't he? He's been hanging out with Kamal Nanjiani, hasn't he? Has I'm he? Thinking, I'm kidding. Ah, that'd be making good. steroid jokes, that'd be William. Good. That'd be good. I'm insinuating steroid um, usage. No, nah, definitely not him. He's not jacked. He just lost a hell of a lot of weight. Who, Jonah Hill? Yeah. Oh, he's jacked. I've seen photos. What? I've no, seen photos. Is he jacked now? Oh, yeah, he's jacked. I'm going to show you a photo. Show me Jack Jarrett. I'm going to Google. Why is everyone jacked now? Oh, you're bigger than us. Uh, or at least in this one photo. In, how long did I shut my eyes for? That, that Kamal guy. Jonah Hill got jacked. Oh, now I'm doing it. takes a jab it. a needle. Hmm? All right, maybe he's not bigger than us. And it's a bit of damn lighting. Oh, uh, let's look at Check that out for a second. And maybe I'm, Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. I've changed my mind. He doesn't look that juicy. No, he's just he lost, look he's as lost good weight. As the he's looking excellent. Oh, yeah, he's great. He's guy. looking absolutely excellent, bless him. And he's had so much hate. We mentioned it, I think after the podcast last week, I mentioned Action Bronson. Oh yeah! Like every new picture I see him post, he's just oh, smaller yeah. and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. He's just going and going and going. He must have lost so much. Was he like three hundred pounds at the he start? Was a big he lad, absolutely huge. And he's just got the bug. Like he's just obsessed with like he's training with like that um, the strongman Martin Lucy's. Yeah, he's no in way. his latest pictures with him. Yeah, that's he's so like training sick. with like high level guys now. How's he gonna do his steak and wine in France yeah. from now on? <laughs> uh, what's next, mate? <laughs> Um, Jason Manford says, I tried every diet, keto, Atkins, Cambridge, low carbs. I had a colonic once. A what? Like a, get a tube up. Oh, that bomb, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Squirt water up Colon, there. Yeah. Yeah. Does nothing. It's not a real thing. Um, he says, I won't be doing that again. One year, it was just milkshakes. I lost weight, but felt rotten. Which is one of the things really, isn't it? People often forget that you're trying to lose weight to feel better. So then they make themselves do terrible things and feel terrible while dieting, completely forgetting the reason why. I've, I've heard you talk about this before, probably on one of your Facebook videos, and mm. I totally agree. It's crazy, yeah. isn't it? You're meant to feel good We're doing as, it to feel as better. you get healthier. Every time you yeah. lose a pound, you should feel better, yeah, yeah. but worse. Yeah. People... Not like, oh, good job that's happening, because otherwise I couldn't keep this up, like pinning your eyelids open in the morning. Terrible. But he says his attempts to lose weight previously came with a worry of still being funny if he was slim. People mm. have said this to me, literally, but it's... It's not a real fear, is it? Why Why would he be less funny if he felt better and had better energy levels? Yeah. And, you know, he, he says in this article that he's been 
worried and unhappy with his weight all his life. So if he's got less worries in his life, why would it be less funny? It, be yeah, more it, funny. and it probably clo- closes yeah, up more I, space I would, to I would be think happy. that, yeah. yeah. You, 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 if you're healthier, you, you might be sleeping better. You might be more sort of on it yeah. cogn- cognitively, like better, better at coming He says he feels jokes. better about himself as well. Yeah. He says he feels better about himself. It would only remove like one ele- one avenue of joking, which would be like self-deprecating specifically about, about weight and health. Weight and yeah. health. That, is literally that would literally be it. So, yeah. So you're right. Some it comedians. Some comedians are very good at that. Like yeah. Louis C.K. and people like that. They're brilliant at sort of mocking how. Unathletic they are. They they like to put across this like pathetic pathetic image of like how they've got such a terrible diet and the, yeah the, yeah yeah. He says um, if he lost weight, he, he he's got some jokes about being overweight and stuff like that, and he'd have to get rid of them. Oh no, there's three jokes. If it's your if it's your job, you'll just make new jokes. <laughs> I think to Jason Manford because we know he is listening to the number one Obviously. fitness podcast in the world. Well, <laughs> my advice to him is comedians are always supposed to come up with new jokes. Yeah. You're yeah. supposed to keep your old jokes, Jason. He fucking knows this. And if, if, he, if he's got overweight jokes, get some fitness jokes. Yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll just get jokes that, yeah. about being, trying to be healthy. He's just got new content now. He's just got the whole New process. experience in life, yeah, new yeah. content. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just not stick with your old jokes. Come on. Let's go. Uh, he said someone called him the fat Michael Owen. <laughs> I think that's that made me chuckle. Do you know Michael Owen, the no. footballer? Mm. Yeah. No, uh, he does look a bit like that. Sports. He does look. He does look a, bit, a little bit like that, doesn't yeah. he? I just, I just thought that was funny. Um, following his shock on the scales on January the first, Jason began recording his weight every day and counting calories. Not bad moves. Aiming for one thousand five hundred, two thousand a day. Too low, but okay. And keeping in a deficit, walking more, and going to the gym maybe twice a week, but didn't ban any foods. His weight. Loss has helped his outlook, and Jason still has treats and the odd pudding and kebab. He just keeps an eye on the calories. Nah. Nice. What cute. a cute little summary That's to the next one. Story. Well to Jason. Yes. Really, really good. From August, he will start a 180 date tour called Like Me. So clearly, he still thinks he is funny, despite his weight. <laughs> another tour, yeah. isn't he? So there's your evidence. Well, that's his joke. There we go. There we go. There we go. Um, women's health article. This one was from you, Will. How to lose oh, yeah. face fat according to experts. Yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised by this one. I was I was hoping for the sake of entertainment that it would follow some um, bullshittery path and it'd give us some nah, nah, nah type <laughs> stuff. But it pulled itself around at the end, but we'll get there, we'll get there. Um, and uh, where is this? Let me find my little article here. Yeah, and so this is in women's health, and this is how to lose face fat safely according to the experts. And it's it, it, one of those little um, clickbaity, grabby type ones to really get you there. Thinking about how to lose fat on the face but not sure where to start? Fair enough. The web of fat loss advice on the internet is rife with misinformation. And with the dawn of social sharing platforms like TikTok and Instagram, just the worst, the uh, proliferation of suspect weight loss advice is higher than ever. What you actually need is a legitimate expertise. And at this point is when I was really hoping it would go downhill, but oh well. <laughs> You know, <laughs> they're here listening to us for legitimate expertise. Oh, yeah. uh, especially if trying to lose weight in your face is a serious concern of yours. See, they don't really circle back to that all that well. <laughs> One thing to note: facial fat is never. Oh yeah, I forgot about this. Is never ever a marker of worth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. In fact, it's natural and necessary for humans to hold a certain amount of body fat. Without enough of it, your hormones and overall health can take a serious dip. That's also true. Well said. If you're searching for how to lose face fat because you're concerned about holding on to excess bodily fat, 
That's one thing. If you're looking for information to change the natural shape of your face or to push your body past what it naturally wants to be, that's not so good. So then okay. hammering home nice, cute little little Etsy points or something, you know, like little, <laughs> little home improvement bits or something. <laughs> Remember, we are all different and that's brilliant. <laughs> Any health goal should be based on living your healthiest, best life. It's definitely brilliant by the Instagrammers and TikTokers. Not about punishing or pushing yourselves to any extremes. Now, can you lose fat from just your face? Uh, let's get this straight from the jump. It is not possible to spot reduce fat from any one part on your body. Clap, nice, that's well said. It's true, we agree. It's, that's the sentence that we look for in these kind of articles, I think. Instead, working to lose body fat will result in overall fat loss, including your face. However, it's good to remember that the rate of fat loss from each area will vary due to genetics and where your body naturally likes to hold on to your fat. Uh, what are the causes of the face fat? Genetics, uh, face fat, genetics, lifestyle, uh, like stress or poor nutrition, meditation, underlying health conditions, hormones, menstrual cycle and, and hormonal changes. I would say the biggest one there that isn't there would be whether you're fat or not. Too many calories. <laughs> Too many calories, yeah. yeah. So it never quite really comes back around and addresses any amount. No, it just keeps oh. going on and like doesn't come back to any kind of actual answer. Just is like calories eat less, which is obviously nice, but it never comes back to its little thing. So it's just grabby. So yeah, it's like clickbait, but kind of gives you the real answer. Yeah, yeah. Starts well, but trails off towards yeah. the end. Yeah, and, and I, I scrolled down it, and then it's got a kind of fa face fat be dangerous. Hard to tell the difference between fat and bloating, and just never circles back around to how <laughs> to do anything about specific fat on your face ever. So, is that good or bad? Do we think that they're, they've lied about one thing there? But I don't know if it's a good thing or the bad thing. What have they lied about? They've lied in the clickbaity title, but because they've given us the. Yeah, the title. The unsellable ad The title answer. alludes to the fact that they're going to tell you how to do it. It's like, because it isn't the title how to lose face. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was like specific things you can do for face fat. Uh, this is how to lose face fat safely, according yeah, to the experts. Yeah, so that, mm. that misleads you that yeah. there's a way that you can specifically get rid of face fat. Yeah. And then it goes on to say there isn't. But like you said, they also are kind of getting the right answer, because if it only says eat less calories, that kind of is the only way to lose yeah, the face yeah. fat. So if they've only got one point, that kind so of So we know this, point. so that's nice. It came back around to the, the right answer in the end. Yeah, I would say in general that... When people lose weight, if it's a female, this is all, I'm mm. vastly stereotyping. Um, I see that in general, females lose fat from the top down. So the first place they'll lose weight is the face. The second place is like the chest area. And then the third place is the stomach. And then the last is the legs. Mm -hmm. um, whereas I see men seem to do fat loss from the top and bottom inwards. Yeah. And then like, you know, get lean arms and legs pretty fast or maybe don't have much fat on the arms, legs or face in general and then just like lean into the middle, mm -hmm. I with the last right. place being the stomach. Yeah, definitely be, works mm. that way around. It's, it's due to And it is, it's hormones. just the way it works, isn't it? Yeah, it's just different genetics yeah. and different hormones, yeah. Um, but different body fat distribution is normal, isn't it? And you can't lose weight from just one place on purpose, so you've just got to... Like somebody said, it's like trying to take water out of the corner of a bath, or something like that. Ah, uh, that's nice. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Can I ask you a question, Connor? Mm. Is the the beer belly phenomenon is that a hormonal thing, or is it to do with the yeast in the beer, or is it a combination of both things? It's definitely like, not the yeast. Um, it's, it's definitely a hormonal thing, but it's also definitely <coughs> a genetic. Couldn't it? Thing as well. Couldn't it at least cause some kind of temporary bloating though? If you oh were. yes, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, from the inside, yeah, yeah, you could be bloated. Yeah, definitely, that's definitely a real thing. So you could have a distended stomach. 
but that wouldn't do anything to the body fat. Yeah, sure. Um, but it's uh, correlated with insulin resistance, basically like abdominal obesity. Like it's correlated with diabetes and pre-diabetes and stuff like this. Yeah. It, it seems like the worse insulin resistance or insulin resistant situation people get in, the more body fat they'll proportionally deposit onto the stomach area. Mm. It happens to women um, post-menopause as well, women after menopause. So th this is this is why it seems to be a hormonal thing because insulin's a hormone and insulin levels are correlated with it. And also when menopause hormones change, like estrogen and progesterone and stuff like that in ladies, after menopause they seem to have more abdominal obesity-like deposition. Right, okay. And men get more abdominal obesity than women in general. Women in general deposit more fat more evenly across the body, and men generally just yeah yeah skinny legs and sometimes skinny legs and yeah. skinny arms and just more and more and more and more on the stomach. Um, some body fat other places, but more proportionally in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So it's going to be a genetic thing. It seems to be a gender thing, but the part of it that's the gender thing is probably the hormone different thing. So it's to do with insulin. It seems to have someone like. Um, relationship to testosterone and stuff like that like changing. yeah i was going to say testosterone if you because if you drink a lot of alcohol that can bring your testosterone down can't you yeah it can put your and then your estrogen estrogen level would go up yeah that yeah. could be a thing that could be a thing and you've also got the insulin resistant problem um yeah. coming from that as well so yeah and that, that type of body fat's correlated with more health problems than overall obesity yeah that sort of a it's the visceral story fat, yeah. the visceral fat yeah. yeah around your organs just where you want it Mm. Health and wealth. Positive for that though is if somebody does have visceral fat or abdominal obesity, and especially if they're slim in other areas, it's actually really easy to get rid of that body fat. Like it, it comes off really. Because it's less than you think as well, because it's not um, as distributed. Could be a good point. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure that that could be a real thing for sure. But that body fat comes off the first in most in most people. Like even if you've got body fat everywhere, if you've got abdominal obesity, that part comes down first. Mm -hmm. Seems like the body kind of likes in a way subcutaneous normal body fat. Yeah, like spread it out, but it's not yeah, yeah, it's good for energy and good for in case you don't get any food. It's good for insulation and stuff. But the abdominal obesity, like the internal visceral fat, the body doesn't seem to really like that. No, so, no and it's it's correlated with poor health. So when calorie deficits are created, that weight just usually comes off first, and then it's about slimming the rest of it down. Might be one of the reasons why people see the most health improvements on the first ten percent of weight that they lose. Then after that, it kind of. The health improvement amount you get from it starts to go I down and down. A good down guess, down. yeah. Probably just one reason. Yeah, no, that makes Interesting. Sense. I like that. What is this? That's the end of the news of the week, Dino. <gasps> That's at least all the news articles. We've, we've made actually, it. I know. This time we've actually done more than two news articles. Awesome. We've actually got yeah. all of them. Some form of conciseness to it today. Hmm. Yeah, we actually got through stuff Look today, which is really nice, isn't it? I managed to take some notes of when we started some of the news articles. I didn't remind you of any of them, like I said I would. No, I'm, at, I'm trying to do nine jobs at once here. And I did also have a pre-prepared what's better. Oh. If you want one more just to finish. Please. Let's do it. And this is a real one as well, and I wanted your actual opinions, because I know what's right. Oh, wow, wow, wow. if you guys know what was right. So it's what's better between the vegan diet and the carnivore diet. Vegan diet the, is plants only. The, carnivore diet's meat only. Why are you doing this? The vegan diet. You're going for vegan diet? Is it... Uh, is there any caveats to this? Is this for health or is this to you to use as a diet, a weight loss diet? That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> it's what's better is the question. It's what's right. better. Yeah, you know it. this. It's what's better. That's the end. End of question. Know. I'm not sure. Anything else can be open to interpretation. My instinct is vegan. 
It's Vegan's the correct answer. Yeah. Yeah. Stop backing me to a corner with your horse is better. I just want I just wanted to hear Will say that veganism's better. I know. I just you wanted do. him to say vegans are great. You little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, it's true. It, it's true, yeah. Carnivore diet's a shit diet. It's a stupid diet. <laughs> I mean to push to those extremes, yeah, I'm not doing a no carnivore diet. Hold with on. with vegan with veganism, you can get all your nutrition requirements from plants only with meat you can't no. and that's just the end of the story really the facts. do some people do well on carnivore diet definitely some people's bodies seem to like it there's a lot of individual variants with people some people see like reduction in autoimmune issues even though that's not to do with the meat it's to do with removal of inflammatory issues oh, okay. but that's a story for another day huh. um, that's something for you to get pissed off about another day by the sounds of it but you can get all your nutrition from veganism and you can't from carnivore diets so yeah. that's the end of the story really. yeah so that's better yeah, veganism's better. Definitively. Yeah. That's a shame. We've just sold veganism to everybody and we're all hypocrites because yep. none of us vegan. Yeah. No, but I'm not against veganism and I do coach vegans. I have yeah, vegan no, clients. No. I have a vegan cookbook. Do you know there's a six steps to slow vegan cookbook? Actually, it's a vegetarian and vegan cookbook. That you put out? I own it, yes, and put it out, yes, but I didn't create the recipes. I bought the recipes from a chef. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. We've got a high protein recipe book. And that's a really vegetarian cool. I didn't know book. that. That's very cool. Yeah. No one cares. I put, in, <laughs> I put in loads of effort into it and s nobody cares so much you can't even believe. There's so, really? lit there's so little care. Even, I'm going to call him out, Dr. Amin Gudazi. No. That fucker. Oh! <laughs> I've had him this morning, you know. Have I mean, you? Uh, He's brilliant. one of my favourite people. Yeah, I'm, I'm fully only kidding. But he also convinced me to make cookbooks. He was one of... And didn't buy one. He No, he didn't buy one. Ah! They're not even for sale. They're not even for sale. It's just that literally people would come to see me in consultations and they would be like, oh yeah, fat loss program, oh yeah, weight management, we're talking about it, we're talking about it. Do and this, they, do that. They, they would say, do you have recipes? And I would say, no, we don't have recipes, but I can recommend recipe books. And they'd always have this disappointed look on their face, like, oh. And I just got really tired of people asking me, do you have recipes? And me going, no. I just thought, I'm gonna fuck, fine. I'll just get recipes. <laughs> no, I think what, I know of one or two members that have ever cooked a recipe from the books. That's miserable. They were all excited when I posted about it. I was like, look at these recipe books. These are all brand new recipes. They're all calorie counted. They've got all the barcodes on them so you can scan it and it auto my fitness pal enters oh, so it. Good. Took me ages to brand it up and put all the colours on and because the chef didn't do that and like, you know, arrange it all and stuff. I'll show you. It's, yeah. It's actually pretty good, you'll be surprised. Yeah, it sounds good. But no one cares. Literally none of my clients care at all. Is this an <laughs> extra paid thing or is this part of like you can No people just get it free. You can just... And no one cares. No, no one cares, no one gives a shit. That's like, fucking weird, bro. Literally I know of two clients ever, I think, that have messaged me saying, Oh my god, the recipes are good. I'm like, thank you. I know. Because I paid are. money <laughs> and put work into that. Because people kept asking me, How oh, do you have recipes? Cookbooks don't work for people. How many, how many, how many I've got some got brilliant cookbooks. cookbooks and I don't use no. them. No one does. Everyone goes <laughs> to the kitchen. chefs use cookbooks. But I don't really like, know yeah. why because like, I've got this, uh, oh, is it called like Food Doctor or something like that? Um, an Indian guy. It's a great looking book. Like, you know, beautiful photographs, like beautiful pictures. Um, loads of vegan recipes in there actually. Uh, I've cooked one... I learned how to make one like breakfast dish from there, which has got like black beans in it and like tofu. And I, you can use scrambled, you can do eggs if you want. So I think I sent you a picture of it once. And I make it all the time and I love it. And it's incredibly nutritious. I mean, it's got like all the colors of the rainbow in there. It's got <laughs> herbs in there. It's got red onion, you know. It's oh, got I do remember this actually. I make it all the time. And I've never gone back to the book and learned another recipe. I've, I've used one recipe from that book. 
Yeah. I don't yeah. know why. I've done that with a couple of books as well, actually. You'd add, right, you get your bread and butter and then you stick with it. Yeah, and like, that's, you that is why I have you, this book. For you kind of get recipe. stuck in your ways a bit. My one thing from this we're book. We're not as adventurous as we like to think. No. no we're, just... we're as British as we are, though, aren't we? Consistency. So that's the deal. That's the deal. News of the week. That's the deal. News of the week. Anything else from David Pearson, personal trainer from Kelm Island, Jim Group Sheffield? Uh, not at this time. No, no. Including thoughts or feelings. All good. I w- actually, do you remember we were, I messaged you about that um, Palmer calling idea? Yes. About uh, whether you can actually get more reps if you go and put your hands under a cold tap. It's definitely not true. Your hands will be I- wet for a start. You're just <laughs> slipping everywhere. This is a so shit. I haven't tried it yet. You're I'm going to go and try it. it. You can't get getting blood from a stone with gains. Like, I'm going to go and try it, and if I come back on the podcast, I'll report back. Please do. It's gonna. It's not going to work, that's my <laughs> prediction. This is like some more... It's like blood flow restriction, but even more extreme somehow. Cause yeah. blood, you know blood flow restriction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, it's like so, such a pointless, minutia thing for most situations. Now we're doing hands under the tap. Mm. Is this what we're doing? Yeah. I don't believe it. I believe it would work if you were like a cyclist and you made the handles on the bar cold. Yeah, yeah. dissipate heat from the coldest part of your body. So probably by holding cold handles you yeah. would, you'd get rid of cold body so, temperature faster and stay cold. Yeah, to that, that extent, work. The, the, there must be something behind it because I know there is a cycle team working on that, working on the cooling handles. That'll be banned so fast. It'll yeah. be so cheating. Because <laughs> then you've already, auto, like, it regulates to be cooling down at the rate of your coldest, what were you saying? You just lose heat fastest from the coldest bit of your body. Right. Basically. Um, so if you've got like, cold hands like if you're yeah. holding onto a cold thing your entire core body temperature would probably stay slightly lower because it's just escaping from your hands fast yeah because mm. every time the blood goes past there it just cools I would like slightly. to know the results of this experiment Dave I'll let you know thank you sir <laughs> done? done done all right gentlemen thank you so much thank you for listening thank you ladies and gentlemen thank you pip pip we'll speak to you and we'll see you again soon <laughs>